Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're listening to Mortgage Lending Mastery. Get the knowledge you need to advance your mortgage practice quickly and efficiently from Jen Duplessis. America's Mortgage Mastery Mentor with over 37 years of experience and over $1 billion in lifetime fundings. Jen has been mentoring loan officers and realtors for over 15 years and speaking on stages across the globe. So settle in and get ready as Jen and her guests share their experience, passion, and strategies to help you crack the top producer code to reach new heights in your business. And now, here's your host, Jen Duplessis mortgage mastery mentor and head chick in charge of kinetic spark consulting hey everyone and welcome back to mortgage lending mastery i am so delighted that you joined us today thank you again for taking time out of your day i know many of you let me know where you're listening some of you are working out others are walking others are riding their bike and still more of you are driving into the office but i really thank you so much for sharing all these opportunities that you've been taking to listen into the podcast so today i have a great guest with me brian uh, likens and he is a loan officer actually he's more than a loan officer he's a branch manager in Kentucky and noted as being one of the top or the top purchase money loan officer in the country. Are you the top or are you the purchase money? Top 100 on the broker side recognized with United Wholesale Mortgage. There you go. Okay. Now we'll be more specific about it. Yeah, yeah. So close. Yeah, and and that's a that's a really cool thing, you know. And you know, I I look back on that, you know, when Bank of America was really big and strong, and everybody liked working with them. We were the number one, you know, loan officer for them, uh, delivering business to them at that time too. So kind of a nice thing to feel, right? It's a great. Oh yeah, it's good to be recognized. So you know, I want to share today because you know, obviously, mortgage lending mastery is primarily for mortgage loan officers, but we have a lot of different people on here because we talk about personal and professional growth for everybody, really a lot of salespeople. So let's get started with, you know, what your experience is like. You, you've been in the business for 17 years. I know that um, you came out of college, you know, kind of got in this business, but what, t- take us back, take us back to, you know, you got in the business, someone handed you a rate sheet, maybe, maybe 17 years ago, that didn't happen mm-hmm. as much, but someone handed you some stuff and you kind of learned and you, you had these ups and downs. So tell us about your trials and tribulations that you experienced when you first got in the business. It was kind of funny. It was it was the first job out of school. I lived actually in Lexington, Kentucky, and would drive 100 miles each way every day. Saw so saw the ad in the classifieds for oh, be a loan officer and make eighty thousand a year, and thought, <laughs> okay, well, this sounds great. I'll give it a try. So yeah. it was kind of a unique situation because at the time it was actually for a company called IMF, which mm-hmm. was the largest mortgage broker in the U.S. at the time. And in each state they had a Kentucky mortgage funding or a Florida mortgage funding or. A North Carolina mortgage funding, and they had just revamped the entire off. So that meaning they they probably fired about fourteen or fifteen people. So I got to be number three coming back on board. Two couple loan officers were there already, and so for the first ninety days, I didn't even have a branch manager. So there I was, kind of trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. I went through a little week long training class up at their corporate branch, came back, 
was kind of flying by the seat of my pants. Yeah. I'll never forget when the, they finally brought a manager in to help out. I, I was ready to be done. I, I was ready to quit. So it just wasn't, you know, I, I didn't know what I was doing, where I was at. And it was kind of funny because because the uh, corporate manager and that manager sat down there like, Brian, you know, how many loans do you have? And I go, I think I have 18. And they're like, well, think, well, what do you mean? Well, I've got these files here. And they were like, well, let us take a look. So, so they grabbed the files and they're like, okay, Brian, all right. Um, have you got any of these in underwriting? And I sat and looked at them, what's underwriting? Right. <laughs> so there I am just sitting there and uh, they started laughing. They're like, well, well, let us see these files. And I was like, well, I got 15 appraisals. And they're like, well, that's what you learned in corporate. Pick up the phone, order the appraisal on the first call. Right. So there I was with like 18 files just sitting there, all with the appraisals and income docs and had no idea where I was going with it. So finally, somebody sat down and kind of took off from there and actually trained me. But it was very discouraging at first, you know, yeah. um, almost gave up. And, and then thank goodness somebody was actually able to sit with me and give me the time that, that's needed. So that, that was very eye-opening experience and it was kind of funny because the other loan officers were hazing me and I didn't know it. They had me driving and doing their respas all over the state of Kentucky telling me that that was part of a new loan officer's job. As a new loan officer for the first 90 days, you're supposed to go get our respa signed for us to learn. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's kind of funny. Oh my but, gosh. That's uh, funny. Yeah. And here they were doing that. So, so did your, I mean, that's pretty incredible in the first 90 days to get 15 loans, regardless of what any market is or anything like that. So tell us how you did it. How did you get those first 15? Well, you know, it was a little bit different. You know, they were doing mailers and things like that. It wasn't, mm -hmm. wasn't any internet leads or anything. I mean, we were still yep. Well, mailers were a big deal. You know, we used to ride our bikes on Sunday mornings and stuff them into mailboxes. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Well, <laughs> that we used work. to do that with our kids, you know, we'd have a little basket and our kids and we'd drive around and stuff mailboxes. I mean, that you know, th those types of things, they come back around, you know, they come back around. Well, one of the That's big cool. things, I mean, that I remember was huge is if you actually have a good data list and you handwrite the, the envelopes, that was the secret, handwriting. Yeah, yeah. They tried to get cheap and do that cursive. It was obviously, you know, you could right. tell it was computer right. generated, but the yeah. handwritten envelopes, they were money makers back in yeah. the day. So we were responsible for writing 500 a week. And oh, wow. after I tried that in one weekend, paid somebody to do that. So, right. Well, at least so, you had the, yeah. the, for, the foresight to do that. So many people, you know, are so concerned about control. They're like, oh, I can't have anybody else doing that. I have to do that. Totally. What if they know that's not my signature or my handwriting, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Crazy. So I spent about nine hours of trying to write those envelopes. It was, I was like, no, I'll pay somebody. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, okay. So you, you started off kind of that way and maybe you stayed with that company for a while. Maybe you made some changes. So, you know, eventually you had to go into a different world of meeting realtors, right? Like, oh, now I got to go out and do those types of things. So tell us about how that kind of transpired. Did you well, have success I, with it or what had happened there? I kind of had a, a unique experience. I mean, I was a refi. I went into management, then I was a corporate manager, and then I was a regional manager. So when everything changed during the crisis, it was mm -hmm. back to sales. You know, we go. So yeah. that was my first introduction because everything was refinanced pretty much back then. And that was yeah. my first introduction to purchases. Um, and when I started at this one particular office, I had no idea they were all purchased. I was all refi. And uh, right. um, so when, when I got the uh, introduction, it was lending tree leads, basically. Oh, yeah. So the company yeah. was ordering all lending tree leads and, and we were licensed in seven or eight states. Took me a while to figure out that, okay, this is a big difference from a refinance where you're putting two or three percent on the refinance right. versus a lending tree lead, which is, is really a unit game. 
Mm-hmm. So, you know, when, when the, the, the internet leads are a major unit game and where it was a major eye opener for me was when I finally transitioned was that entire time I was closing those internet leads and doing 15, 20, 25 a month um, based on units. I was never asking for the business. And, yeah. and, you, and you hear that, it's kind of cliche, oh, just ask for the business. But honestly, you hear that and you never do it. But once I started doing that, after with some experiences, because you know I'd be working with agents that never met me. They're in Florida, Georgia, Tennessee, Kentucky, Alabama, everywhere that have never met me. And, and finally, I was like, did you have a good experience with us? And they're like, yeah, we, we appreciated the communication, which you know, there's a lot of things that I think go into that. But once I asked, it just kind of started giving me a chance, which was really shocking, because it sounds a lot easier if that kind of makes sense. It's right, right. Well, so many people are afraid to ask for, so we'll right. talk about that. Yeah, we'll talk about right. that. <laughs> we'll so, definitely talk about that. So it was, it was interesting that your exposure to real estate agents was from a distance, right? I mean, here we are in COVID and it's all virtual and it was kind of virtual all that time, you know, whereas so many people are making phone calls, you know, 40 calls a week every Monday, you know, to make 40 calls to a bunch of people that they've never had experiences with to see if they'll sit with them and have coffee with them and that type of thing, which I'm not a fan of. I mean, obviously right. you can tell <laughs> from what I said, I'm not a fan of it because my business was very much involved in relationships. You know, it was all about relationships. So, you know, you started developing a, you know, a database of real estate agents and maybe some mm-hmm. other people, you know, to bring into your, your fold and that, that became where you continue to get your business. So what's happened in the last, you know, five or six years of your practice, you know, yeah, that, so, that so has also changed, that has shifted or changed or you've added on to it. Yeah, so shockingly enough, this this is just up to two and a half, three years ago that I was all ending trade. So wow. or, yeah. you know, that leads. I finally just sat down one day. I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna I'm just gonna focus. You know, my main priority. I can kind of tell you the some of the secrets that I did. Always give Wednesday updates to all parties. You know, now they're coming out with great software that gives updates to all parties on your loan progress, kind of like the Domino's Pizza Tracker type thing. Yeah. But you know, one of the things I was very hands on because I, up until two or three years ago, I was still processing my own files too. So, you know, one of the major things that uh, really took it to the next level is communicating with both parties. The listing agents act shocked when they get updates from you on a (laughs) weekly basis. I know. Uh, And it was just kind of, uh, it was, I'm going to try it. I'm going to focus and I'm going to dig in on every single loan that I close as long as they had a good experience. Right. Right. So as long as, as long as everything went smooth, the underwriting process, but I made it my purpose to update them and communicate with them multiple times throughout the process. Mm -hmm. And then I just asked. So what's kind of crazy is, is 90% of the agents that I work with, I've never met. Yeah. So, um, which is kind of funny. So, you know, I do 60% of my business is Florida. I live in Kentucky, so it's pretty neat. So, yeah, so you don't have to meet them for coffee or anything. You just, so let's talk about that. How do you ask? When do you ask? Uh, because, you know, there's a lot of philosophies around, you know, planting seeds and watering seeds throughout the process mm-hmm. versus just waiting till the end. You know, and I think a lot of loan officers just don't ask. And for the people that I coach, you know, I talk about this all the time is why do we in this industry always do one and done? Like, mm-hmm. I got a lead, I close the deal, done. Yeah. Right. And there's no other other things. And I've actually developed a way that you can get lots and lots of loans from every single loan that you get. I have like seven or eight different techniques that I use during the process. So very quickly I can double people's income. You know, so just asking one time could double your income, could double well, your volume. 
one of the things I made the, the biggest mistake, and if you're a new loan officer or two or three years in the business or even 10, one of the biggest mistakes I made was not keeping that database of closed yeah. clients mm-hmm. and not marketing to that closed database or not yeah. keeping an agent list to where you can simply send out an email every once in a while yeah. with an update or something like that. That's, that's where uh, I really failed basically because I feel like it potentially could be doubled right now had I done that. So I've recognized the importance of that (laughs) over the last, you know, six months. I mean, with with being mostly a a purchase loan officer, I'm sitting on a fortune in refinances. So the only ones I talk to are just the ones that happen to call in because I'm so busy still doing purchases. So imagine how much you're leaving on the table, not having nurtured those database, you know, that, and all you'd have to do is hire more people, right? I hear a lot of people saying, well, I can't take on any more business because I'm too busy. Oh Mm -hmm. my gosh, never, ever, ever say that. Yes, you can bring more people on, right? So what's funny that you say that is, so I just now started doing assistance. Mm -hmm. So in the last which which is very hard to find right now, especially because everybody being so busy. And but I got very lucky because I found one that moved from New Mexico into the area, and an agent told me about her being an LOA out in the, uh, New Mexico. But but uh, I just now started getting the LOAs on board, and for like for example, last week, yeah, was from purchases, yeah. which was crazy. But I now have people able to help me, you know, take those apps. You know, one of the first things that, that could really help is make sure you've got that that digital app access. Like if you can send a link to a potential person that's needing a pre-call or an agent or something, make sure you've got that digital app access and they can fill it out and you can reach out to them if you're very busy. Yeah. That's or have cool. someone else do the preliminary. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Having them. So let's talk about 51, right? So, you know, you're saying, so I imagine, unless I'm the voice of the people that are listening in, mm-hmm. right? They're going, wait a minute. He said he didn't keep his database. He's only been doing this for two and a half years the right way, so to speak, right? (laughs) Where he's doing it that way. And so how is it that he got 51 applications on purchases? Yeah, I would say right now, I've probably got about 25 agents that are now being consistent with me. Mm -hmm. You know, past clients will recommend, you know, you have that access. But basically, it's kind of funny. I've not really farm the database, but I use a little thing called Outbound Engine that's only mm-hmm. 250 bucks a month, shoots mm-hmm. out two little emails. <laughs> Pretty basic. Yeah. Yeah. You'd be surprised if you just make sure it's all about that customer service experience. You know, that, yeah. that's very important. But then it's out of sight, out of mind. So even if they have a wonderful experience, you still have to make sure to touch base with them. But yeah, I mean, it, it's basically uh, making sure, which we can talk about our processes and things like that, yeah. that we put in place now. But it's making sure you're critically touching all parties and updating all parties every week throughout the loan process. Yeah, you know, absolutely. I deal with a lot of lenders that, you know, I'm contingent on their closing, you know, being silent close with ours. And there, and the agents are like, we haven't heard from anybody. Yeah, I know. You know, I, I heard, I've heard that for years and years and years in the business. You yeah. know? I had a perfect loan process before a perfect loan process was cool. Right. I mean, I really did for years and years. And it's funny that you're mentioning 25 because my magic number was 22. I worked with 22 people. And mm-hmm. by the way, they weren't all realtors. I only worked with four realtors. Yeah. The rest were financial planners because I took a different path, you know, and that's what's so right. great about our industry. Right. And so my path was slightly different, but I only worked with four realtors, but I had my apostles, my 12 apostles and the commitment level for those 12 apostles was, or that I required was for them to provide me with two qualified referrals a month. So it's just a numbers game, you know, 12 people giving you a minimum of 24 a month, right? 
that's just to start with. And then the balance of your 22 that you're focusing on. And then, of course, all the ancillaries who pepper business in here, there and yonder, you know, in your past clients. So being able to have those kinds of numbers are, is pretty, you know, it's pretty easy to do if people can just start figuring out, you know, that they have to ask for that business and they have to deliver an unbelievable client experience. So I want to ask you again, I want to go back to how did you ask? You know, most loan officers are going and saying, hey, you know, okay, did you have a good experience? Great. Give me business. Did you have a good experience? Great. Let's have coffee. What were the steps that you take or still take in? Did you have a great experience? Let's work together that actually yields them giving business to you. You know, one of the things is the is the processing part of it is critical. You know, and unfortunately, we're trying to develop in the broker world. A lot of us are going to the third party processing companies or trying to help somehow establish a third party processing company. But the processing part is absolutely critical. Yeah. So if your processors are, are hammered down, you have to still be able to make sure that you're given that weekly update. You know, we put in a little bit of software that just does the milestones, like your appraisal is ordered, your appraisal's in. Mm -hmm. As soon as the appraisal's in, you know, I asked the processor to reply all, let everybody know the value's good. You put in those milestones for the automated updates. I think that's yeah. critical now. Mm -hmm. And then basically give it a personal touch every Wednesday. So, so my processors are required every Wednesday to give all parties, selling side, buyer side, if they're missing anything, one of the things that, you know, if we're going to miss closing or closing is going to be delayed, we're very open and honest. You know, there's a lot of, a lot of loan officers will, they'll be a little shy away from communicating or, you know, because they might not hit their deadline. Don't be like that. Just be very open and honest. Yeah. Don't, when I, I remember walking into this one, you know, when I first started seeing the purchases, some of the loan officers would, would, would just completely say, it's none of your business. If this is personal information for the buyer or this is private. And, and I still see some of that like on Facebook and things like that where people will say that, but they appreciate the honesty. You let them know you have a problem. You know, I learned that trick. Don't let them know every problem because then you're, they'll think everything's on fire. So right, right. Yeah, because every loan has something. Yeah. yeah. Oh, they all do. Yeah. So if it's at yeah. that point of getting to the phase where you cannot get past that obstacle or you're going to need some help, that's when you reach out and let them know, hey guys, I need your help. Yeah. You know, and I, I think that's real important. And I'm, I'm actually writing some stuff down just because I wanted to talk about, about this as well. You know, that, you know, if, if your process, because, you know, I had, I did milestone updates as well. Um, and so, you know, introducing yourself, I was laughing when you said this too, because you said, you know, when the, the listing agents are like, oh my gosh, you're calling. You know, I, I remember calling this one agent one time and I said, hi, I'm Jen, you know, I'm with this company. And she's like, what's wrong? What's wrong? Right. Because, because that's usually the only time that loan officers call. And I said, you know, it's funny that you say that because there's absolutely nothing wrong. I just know that we have an extended closing going on here. We're, you know, we weren't going to close very quickly. It wasn't a quick close. And I said, and sometimes no news isn't always good news. And sometimes it is, but I always just like touching base with people when there's a lag time just to say, hello, what's keeping you up at night? What, you know, what's going on? There's nothing happening on this side. I just want you to know we're just in a lull. Everything's good. We have everything we need. We're just waiting for the closing date to come, right? And right. I think if you can can do that from the beginning, you have these milestones from the beginning, it's much easier to make that phone call that says, hey, we have a speed bump. Right. And I exactly. think that's what you're talking about is, you know, having that authentic communication with them. You can have the authentic automation, but you need to have the authentic communication just as much of that. So I just wanted to expand on that because I think that that's where the crust of this comes from is the trust that, that you're gaining with them. And every time you communicate, 
you're depositing into that trust account, not withdrawing right. from it. Exactly. So I want to ask you this, and maybe you don't know the answer to this. I, I happen to know the answer to my system, but how many touches are you making during a typical purchase transaction? And you can count everybody. So the appraisal was ordered. It goes to the borrower, the listing agent, and the buying agent. That's three. So contract comes in. We'll do yep. a personal introduction to both sides. You know, and, and one of the things, you know, all the LOs need to keep in mind is admins are gold for agents. So if you impress that admin to death, mm-hmm. keep that in mind. Those yeah. admins <laughs> are gold. Yeah. So uh, don't forget about them. Um, yeah. So, so for example, you know, I've had one admin and she works with multiple agents across Florida. Well, I made it my specific goal to make sure I keep updating her all through, through the deals. And all of a sudden she was handing me agents. It, yeah. it was crazy. Hey, this agent so needs you. Line. Yeah. Because yeah. I don't want to work with that loan officer. I want to work with you. Yeah. Yeah. So they, so, you know, there's an admin advocating for me, which was awesome. And, and then I'm getting phone calls from agents that I don't even know who they are. And they're like, well, the admin at Red said, you did a great job on this last loan. But yeah. uh, I would say, you know, on the, when we originally get the file, it's a, it's original update to, to all parties. Always ask what title company they prefer to use. I don't try yeah. to push the title company that we'd like to use. You know, don't get me wrong, yeah. we do. But typically, um, you know, certain states, it'll be on the contract. Certain states, it's not. But I would say after that, there, there is a one, two, three, four, five. There's a six-stage status update in our system. Yep, so that's um, 18. <laughs> yeah, so, and, yeah. And, it, yeah. and it's basically like, you know, cl- uh, preliminary titles in, you know, yep. appraisals in. And I like yeah. to do the personal touch. Please let everybody know, because you'll, you'll get the automated email, the appraisals in. Well, if you don't shoot an email out within an hour stating, hey, you guys, the value is good as value's is. value is fine. You're going to get what's the, the value. Fine. Yeah. Oh, I know. And I'll tell you, the appraisal is probably the one area in the entire process that we have modified a thousand times. You know, because it was, and we will let the appropriate parties know what the value is and it meets or exceeds the value, the contract terms, and yeah. it still needs to be reviewed by an underwriter. And, it, you know, just right. keeping adding all those things to try to prevent the constant phone calls coming in because those phone calls prevent us from doing our job and being able to provide that service. Yeah, and so, that brings up a great point. So like, like on those automated status updates, you can, you can address those bullet points. Yes. You know, one of absolutely. the things that was driving me insane was like, for example, when we would make pre-CD going out, yeah, basically. Well, that would go out and I'd get eight phone calls a day. He's a borrower's panicking that the numbers are off balance. Yeah. Well, that's because, it, it, you know, so finally I was like, I've got to put some language in that. Yeah. Please ignore if it's unbalanced, it's going through that phase. Changed, and now I don't get a single phone call, um, right. which is pretty awesome. It, it, you know, don't get yeah. me wrong. I love that you've gone. Yeah, I love that you've gone through that because, you know, I I just remember when we were going through, you know, that as well, Mm -hmm. you know, particularly with the appraisal piece of it, because everyone wanted to know the value. Everyone wanted to know if they could get a copy of it. And, Mm -hmm. you know, we just had to continually add little bullet points and this and this and this and that you know, to finally get it to the point, you know, where we weren't getting a response from it, but it was rather that I was actually just picking up the phone and saying, Hey, have you had time to review it? Do you have any questions? Because I was asking for more referrals at that point, you know, that was the opportunity. So, yeah. So in our, our process, we had 71 touches during a purchase transaction. There's 71 different points of touching during a purchase transaction. So, you know, this is, and so those that are listening, you know, think about how many touches you're making. If you're not making any, you know, and you're being that ghosting loan officer, you know, then see how the impact can change, you know, could change and it will, I promise, change your ability to get in 51 purchase contracts in a week because it's, it's just that easy 
you know, to do. So it's, so it's, it's almost, it sounds too easy, but it I, is though. To, it is. <laughs> it and is shockingly, but you have to make the effort to do it. Can't be one of those jobs where, you know, finally when I, when I said it, I said, okay, I can't do this for like one week and stop. So I remember no. committing to 90 days. Like I remember saying, make it a habit. It. I'm going to do this, put my checklist down and I've got to do this every day for 90 days and see yeah. what happens. And all of a sudden it just started working. Yeah. Yeah. So, I love it. it. No, so I love it. And, and you're right. I mean, that's exactly how, you know, I became one of the top loan officers in the country, you know, being in the top 200 is you kill them with service, you know, mm -hmm. and, and the, and now it's not even service. It's, it's the experience. You kill them with the experience that they get So that, especially for loan realtors, they don't have to constantly be doing your job. This allows them to go sell more homes. You know, right. they're not constantly worried about your job. And allows you to do more business because you're not constantly in a reactionary mode or a defensive mode. Mm -hmm. You're in an offensive mode. And now when you call that real estate agent, they see your name coming there. They, they're happy because they know it means good news. You know, it, it's, it's always something is progressing. So I absolutely love that. So tell us a little bit about what you've been doing in COVID, whether it's, you know, and how you're managing your relationships with your partners and or what are you doing with your clients that's any different from what you were doing before COVID? Business is actually, uh, I've still been working 12-hour days, unfortunately, so business hasn't slowed down. You know, I think one of the things that a lot of loan officers need to attempt to do is, is I don't go after the heavy-hitting producing agents. You know, I might get one that, you know, don't get me wrong, I've got a couple of, in my stable, but if you were to look at my board behind me, you know, there's a list of my agents and things like that. But, but I try to, you know, make sure I cater to that agent that only does one or two deals. Mm -hmm. And then get try them to get, to get to three to four. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, they might be a little bit unexperienced or, or they, you know, usually sometimes they're the ones that stress you out the most. Yeah. But, you know, make sure you cater to those because they're usually good for one or two deals a month. So I took that approach a little differently. I've got a couple of heavy hitters, but I went after the, the ones that are good at least for one or two and make sure they just have a wonderful experience. And that just kept growing. It, yeah. that kind of makes yeah. sense. So, you know, that's yeah. what I love about this business is that you can take, you know, a hundred thousands of different approaches and still be very successful, which is why I love sharing it in mortgage lending mastery is this way works for you. And this way mm -hmm. may work for some, you know, another handful of people or someone else may say, well, I've already tried it and it didn't work for me. And they go a different direction. And that's what I absolutely love about what we're doing is the ability to be very, very successful comes in a lot of different shapes and sizes. And you know, the idea here is for you to just get another nugget of maybe one change you'll make, maybe two changes that you might make. And that becomes that habit that you were mentioning, you know, that consistency and continuity that really does grow your practice. So I, I absolutely love that. So what does 2021 look like for you? What are you doing in 2021? What does that look well, like for you, COVID or not? Yeah, so my goal is to hit 100 million which mm -hmm. is a little bit hard to do as a broker. So, but that's my goal for 2021. Uh, in the last four or five months, I, I've won LOA and I've got three or I've got four that are in training. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to take a little bit of a different approach of not of bringing in people that have never done it yeah. basically and trying to put them through some like online coaching and things like that. Mm -hmm. And basically my tip, my approach this year is going to be training from the inside out. Yeah. So I'm sexualizing the, you know, app, you know, picture the loan process from A to Z. I'm putting them in through A to F 
and then I'm going to move them up the line and let yeah. them learn the loan process through as kind of like an LOA or administrative assistant, and then yeah. let them either get licensed. That's going to help them to grow the LOs, you know, side of it. It's already been a game changer for me just from taking a lot of things off my plate. Oh, you should have done it quite some time ago, actually. <laughs> oh, yeah. A lot of things yeah. I was done. Yeah, <laughs> it's always yeah. Your lead indicators. I mean, when you're working more hours and you're trying to bring in more business, and you're you're going, I've got, I've got so much business. The minute you say that, it's like, okay, that's a lead indicator that you need to get ready to hire another person real quick. Right. Yeah, it's right. crazy. It's crazy so, that hap- that happens. So what do you do to improve your yourself? What do you do on a daily basis? What are you listening to? What are you subscribing to? What are you participating in to improve both your personal and professional skills? I wish that I had time. <laughs> to add, there's a lot of sources that I'm not, I'm yeah. not aware of, you know, things like that. I, I, I kind of unwind. I say it, I leave the office every night at like nine, but I kind of unwind looking at a lot of the Facebook groups. There's a lot of good information you'll see, you know, in joining some of those, those large loan officers uh, groups, like, um, you know, a really good one is Vetted VA. They have a really neat, huge source of veterans that if you are part of that group, you can actually answer questions for them. Yeah. yeah. If you answer enough of the buyer's questions without soliciting, yeah. they will give you leads. Yeah. Pretty cool. So, um, you know, I, I, that's kind of what I use to unwind, just checking out some of the, the larger Facebook groups. Yeah, and I love that, and I love that you're going to consumer rather than to loan officers, other loan officers to try to solve their problems. And, and, and although those are good, I mean, my, my group is mortgage lending mastery, right? And so I'm there to solve problems, but it's a different, different angle. If I were a loan officer these days, I'd probably be going to consumer sites all the time, right? Yeah. To be able to help answer questions and, and real estate sites and stuff as well. So you subscribe to Mortgage Coach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm on the, uh, you also do the Carl White. Yeah. So the Freedom yep, Carl's Club Carl's a dear friend of mine. Yep. Yeah, so <laughs> uh, a little bit unique uh, in that situation because I'm having a different problem. I'm not having a lead issue. I'm having a structure issue. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. so that's where so your LOAs are trying to help you out so you can have a life. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, so one of the things I'm doing because, you know, I, I expect this to be, you know, around for, the amount of business I think is going to be here for some time. Mm-hmm. So one of the things I'm trying to do personally, because of underwriting turn times, for example, I'm trying to make the front end very heavy. Yeah. Even though we have processors that that can that do quite a bit, I'm actually trying to make it as almost as stipless as possible. Yeah. So, so on the front end, so I, that's why I've got you know going on my fifth one in training right now, and we're trying to kind of set up a little bit of an assembly line on the front end. Now it's going to take a little bit longer to get that file into their underwriting queue, but my objective is to come out with three steps or four steps. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, that whole one touch process, you know, one one to two touch process, you know, is really key. To yeah. Be- to be scalable. Yeah. So I think that's important right now because of the underwriting turn time. So, so a little yeah. bit more that you can put on the front end, even though that can take away from the sales side of things, but that's why you need to bring on your assistant, right. you know, and don't be afraid. Well, and yeah. And have your client be more of a partner for you, you know, is mm-hmm. for this to be successful in the time frame that we all want mm-hmm. is setting those expectations with that client and making sure that, you know, there are, they understand that they play a critical role in this and that you're not going to move forward with the processing of the loan until they have all the documents to you. So, you know. I put deadlines. So in our little to-do list that we sent out, we have our little purchase to this and like to have this in the next 72 hours, you've got up to seven days to get us this. Make sure you put those deadlines in there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and hold them to them. You have, that's the key. You can't just put it in there. <laughs> you have to actually hold point. them. 
don't <laughs> hesitate to ask the agent to help. You know what I mean? Because a lot of times a loan might sit there and you're yeah. sitting there like the borrower hasn't given me information. You need to tell that agent right now. Yeah, immediately. Immediately. They yeah. They will. Well, yeah, we them. call that loan threatening. Instead of life threatening, if it's loan threatening, you get other people involved. Always right. get other people involved when it's loan threatening. Don't hold that back. You know, go for it. That's really cool. Well, let me ask you this because you said, you know, hey, I don't have any time to really do any of that. Think about a time when you did have some time. Tell us about a book that really inspired you, hmm. even if it were an audio. I'd be honest with you. It's, uh, you know, with me also being a sales manager, you know, there's been times when I'm up to 41 loan officers or yeah. down to 21. I hate to say it. It's, it's, it's just straight work for me a lot. Well, yeah. unfortunately, so I don't have that good little balance of relaxation. So unfortunately, so there's not much books that I read when it comes to that type of things, but you know, I'll, I'll cruise on Facebook late at night and look for inspirational stuff and, and things like that. But, but yeah, as far as a book, yeah. well, when you're doing good volume and you're working hard, it's hard to even be concerned yeah. about anything that will inspire you or want, you know, have a mantra. If, unless you do have a mantra, do you, do you have a mantra for you and your team? No, not really. Not Other right than now. communicate, communicate, communicate. Yeah. So <laughs> I'll give I, you I, one. I'll tell you one of the, one of the little things that, you know, a little tip, for, for loan officers out there is, is we send out a handwritten card on every single credit pool. Do this. I promise you, it goes a long way. And then I also send out a handwritten thank you card at closing. Yep. And I send one to the closing agent to both sides. Yep. And you would be shocked, you know, not the generic one, make sure it's handwritten. So it goes a long way, so much longer than you would think. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. you know, every single pool you have. Yeah. Thank you. Notes are absolutely powerful. Well, Brian, I just want to say thank you so much for taking time today. I know you got to get running and get on to your next appointment, but I appreciate you sharing your tips and some secrets and just some other things to, you know, to hopefully move someone else's business forward. And I just wish you the best in what you're about ready to embark on with your team because there's <laughs> challenges there too. But, uh, okay. you know, I wish you the best in that. And, I, you know, I hope to see your name on the list doing a hundred million. I've been there. It is a really exciting time and uh you know just wish you you know the best in being able to get there so thank you again for spending time with us today and thanks for having me absolutely i just want to say again thank you so much for listening in to mortgage lending mastery and don't forget give us a great five-star rating write us a great review we love hearing the reviews and by the way when i see the reviews if you have questions please make sure that you reach out to me at jen at jenduplessis.com or you can always find me on facebook and don't forget in facebook linkedin and all that stuff but don't forget to go to mortgage lending mastery and be part of our community come join us get your questions answered every single week we'd love to hear from you and we'll see you next time on Mortgage Lending Mastery. Thanks for listening to Mortgage Lending Mastery. Be sure to subscribe to hear more sales tips, ideas, strategies, and tactics to help you with your personal and professional growth to multiply your results in record time. And if you like what we're doing, don't forget to give us a rating and review so we can continue to bring you the best content possible. Wanting more beyond the podcast? Join our Mortgage Lending Mastery membership community where you will find extended interviews with our favorite guests, weekly training, tips, and insider secrets, fireside chats with Jen, free content, meet, share, and collaborate with other members, and so much more. Click the link in the show notes to learn more about this exclusive content. Mortgage Lending Mastery is an industry syndicate charter podcast. Industry Syndicate is the first podcast network specifically for the mortgage and real estate industries. Get the Industry Syndicate app in the App Store or Google Play today.